0: The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. Out Williams. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. She takes a shot, she scores! See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com.
1: Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, Hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love chapter two. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck.
0: Wayfair, every style, every home.
2: Content warning for discussions of human trafficking, child abuse, and abuse within the family home. Someplace underneath. Eat a ton of fast food, but a breakfast sandwich is good from almost anywhere, you know?
3: It is a work of art, a breakfast sandwich. Just the bacon, egg, and cheese, sausage, egg, and cheese. And, and for some reason in LA, they don't know how to do it. They treat it too precious. And it's mm. like $13 with like applewood smoked bacon. I'm going to need to pay $2.50 and a guy to like almost snot in it. You know what I mean? Ah, yes. This
2: episode is brought to you by McDonald's.
3: <laughs> it's not.
2: I wish. I wish.
3: Uh, Welcome to Someplace Underneath. I'm Natalie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. You, uh, I think I might have like behavioral issues mm. um, because I was going to watch a movie. I was going to watch a movie yesterday, and all I wanted was to bring ice cream into the movie theater and like have some ice cream during the movie. And I didn't want to lie, and I didn't want to sneak it in. That was your first mistake. I know. I should. I should be a liar and a sneaker. Yeah. If you learn one thing from this episode, lie and sneak and steal. Yes. So I <laughs> so I just Googled, like, can you bring in food in the movie theater? Because you know how the world is turned upside down. You can bring drinks to go now. It's true. You know?
2: All the rules are All off. All the
3: rules are off. So I, if, I saw a Newsweek article that said you could and that you had to just say, I'm hungry and they have to let you in. They have to let you in. So I go right up. And this, like, 16-year-old taking my ticket and he's like, no outside food or drinks. And I was like, Newsweek said that I could bring it in. <laughs> And he's just like, what are you talking about? And I was like, here's the article, sir. I can bring He's like, no. And I was like, but it says I'm hungry. And he's like... Throw it away. And he said, You can talk to my manager if you want. I almost talked you to the manager. You almost called the manager. I almost pulled a carrot, but I was like, I'm crazy. What am I doing?
2: I, I, I don't know. I think this means you are officially an Angelino because you are entitled to things I'm now.
3: An entitled little cunt. Why did I think I could just be like Newsweek said I could? And of course, at the end of the article, it said, Don't do this. And AMC has it in their policy do not bring in outside food or drink. And I was just like, Newsweek said
2: Well, that's where we're all a little bit. You know, we have all of us as a, as a society are have an issue with just reading headlines of things and being yeah. like. I read this on the news. You're like, you read one sentence that was clickbait. Yeah. You know, I've, I've done it. We try, we have to try to not do that, everyone. Yeah, no, read
3: the whole article because at the end, it'll be like, don't do this. Yeah, usually the, the headline of the article is
2: like making, they want you to click on it because you're outraged by it. You go, what? And then the article is much more reasonable, but nobody wants to actually read the article. No. Yeah. I'm well,
3: sorry, I, attendant. And I'm sorry for my behavior. It was, t- it was 10 seconds. It lasted 10 seconds. I just wanted to try it. I wanted to try and see if I could get in. See, that's, and I get that. Love that. If
2: to be a sneaker, though, because you can definitely bring food into the theater, you just got to get a little lid on it, mm-hmm. pop it in your pocket. They're not going to like search you. No. Yeah. I should have done that. But it's fun that you got to do one of those. <laughs> I want to speak to the manager.
3: <laughs> you did. I it. didn't, though. I did. I almost did. Yeah. But I just threw the ice cream away. Well, welcome. I wonder what would have <laughs> happened if the manager can you imagine if i'm just <laughs> in this movie newsweek said i could i could bring it in I could do this. I just want ice cream in the movie theater.
2: Eddie and Kissel are just slowly backing away from you.
3: <laughs> they catch the movie. I'm still arguing. <laughs> nah, I threw that away.
2: Uh, look, we all have our own hobbies. Well, we do different things for fun. Yours is sometimes you just want to see if you can get ice cream into Just a movie if I theater. can get
3: away. I mean, you know me. I'm just going to keep going until somebody says, that's illegal. You're going to jail. And I'm like, okay, I'll back off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, just a little joke I was playing. Yeah, so we're, we're back this week now going directly into a horrible subject.
3: Yeah, speaking of jail and trying and sneaking and lying.
2: Yes. We we started last week talking about the horrible expression familial trafficking mm-hmm. and how these two stories may or may not involve that, but have the potential to be uh, stories that sort of fit into that bubble of horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, familial trafficking meaning, of course, that a Family member is the initial person to traffic another family member and into they, yeah, either labor or sex trafficking.
3: Labor sex. And they're the ones that do it most because yeah. they know what makes you tick. They know what pisses you off. They know what time you go to bed.
2: In the more recent statistics, because this is, again, newly uh, being researched, although it's not a new problem. It's one that we just wanted to ignore because it's uh, horrible to think about. that uh, Over 40% of trafficked people were initially trafficked by a family member.
3: which not trust anybody. Don't trust your family. Sneak and lie and trust no one. Yes. (laughs) And as we said last week,
2: it's really not... Most people are not traffickers, so you don't have to fear every person in your life. But... When there are abuse things happening and trafficking happening, it could be from a family member. So you have to be aware of those things if you see red flags and things like that. Most likely your family is not trafficking anyone else. But if they are, you know, it it is a thing that's a reality and we have to face that and, and realize that, you know, we can't shy away from the hardest things because the people who suffer are the most innocent most
3: of the time in those situations. And this little girl is just a smiling, sweet, pretty little girl that did not deserve any of this to happen to her.
2: (laughs) Absolutely no way, shape or form. Nor did, of course, Zion, who we spoke on last week. This one is really rough because at the time of this recording, she would be seven years old and she hasn't been seen since she was five.
3: Yeah, she's like little, little. And this like all started from second one of entering the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. She had a really rough go of it and she still has such a sweet little face. It's just, it's maddening. But, you know, we talk a lot about the gaps in the social service structure in the U.S. We talked a lot about that last week. And Harmony Montgomery is a perfect and very unfair poster child for these problems in our system.
3: Even her name sounds like a fun, Harmony Montgomery. It sounds like I'm yelling it across a field and she's skipping with flowers. She should, she deserves
2: to be. I hope that she will some, someday. So let's get into a little bit about her and her history and her past and who she is. Harmony Montgomery was born in June of 2014 to parents Adam Montgomery and Crystal Sorry in Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. They, everyone involved has an incredibly sick Boston accent.
3: <laughs> My daughter's missing. Yeah. No, unfortunately,
2: the, the, the father, well, I guess that could have been the mother's accent too. The father <laughs> is not saying that, as we'll, we'll soon find out. So both parents, uh, they are on the younger side. They weren't children when they, when they had this Baby, but they were in their early to mid-20s and when Harmony was born. And as far as we know, this was the first child for either of the parent. I say as far as we know, because we will learn that the father is not a reliable source for most things. Ooh, he's just
3: planting his seed everywhere. He seems to be.
2: Both Crystal and Adam have struggled off and on with drug addiction, which is very common in the area where they live. Manchester, it's there's a lot of drug problems happening there so yeah and while they have did have a personal relationship at times they were dating and together and off and on they ultimately did not remain together the timeline between 2014 where Harmony was born and 2018 which is the period where Crystal loses custody of Harmony and her little brother seems to be fraught with a lot of trauma for everyone involved so during that time, after Harmony was born, they can, they continue on to have a son, a little boy. We learn later that it was not a an easy go of things, predominantly because of the father Adam and how he acted. There's no clear set of a timeline at this point between 2014 and 2018 because, you know, Crystal hasn't broken it down publicly and Adam won't speak on anything at all, including his missing daughter. So we all we know is that they had a tumultuous relationship in those years and in, in Harmony's early life. Is
3: it? Are they the kind of people that have the bed sheets that say, "My ride or die, bitch. I'm with you forever." You, you bastard. No. You know, you've seen those bed sheets where they're like skeletons hugging yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, I think actually those a lot of those couples are more healthy than this situation. I think in this situation, it was you know just deep poverty, drug issues. Not a lot of support and uh, 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 the father in the situation being quite volatile and cruel. Uh,
3: that's scary. Yeah. He's, he's the kind of guy that's going to like punch a hole in the drywall.
2: And he did oh, many times. Um, yes, exactly. What we can say for sure, though, is that due to Crystal's drug addiction, she loses custody of her two children mm. and they go into foster care in 2018. At this point, Adam is either not around or is not permitted to take his children, at when this happens. At the time, Crystal begins working on her sobriety, so she has she loses her kids, and then she goes into recovery because she's like, "I need help." Um, while her children are in foster care, a couple begins the process of adopting Harmony's brother because the, both the siblings are in foster care.
3: The little boy, mm-hmm. and like you can adopt one kid. It's like a mix and match, I guess. It, it yes, and
2: I think it there's also a chance that maybe they had ended up in different foster systems you know they harmony and her little brother were pretty much the the tightest unit
3: that they had for each other which yeah. is
2: really really heartbreaking
3: i feel like you shouldn't split up the kids like in a foster care system but then you know i've never worked for foster care i don't know
2: yeah and i think that there is a chance the the couple who adopted her brother more fostering him at first maybe like i think that maybe it was like a temporary foster and they decided they wanted to add him into the family and they actually did want to start the process for the girl adopting harmony as well but we'll see we'll get into why that couldn't happen the the couple who adopted her brother are actually sort of public figures because one of the fathers is a newscaster oh. so he's a he's a public figure he's spoken quite at length about Harmony's missing status and they've been hands on this whole time trying to find her. They begin the adoption process for Harmony's brother and Crystal is aware and from what the adoptive parents say Crystal has and has said herself she has proactive and was very supportive of the adoption which you know it looks like it turns out to be an open adoption which is a lot of the time what happens is you know we've learned from a friend of ours going through this when you're adopting a, a, a child, there are different options for the families. And sometimes they agree on an open adoption, which means the the bio parent can still have a relationship with the kid. A closed mm-hmm. adoption is we they're gone now. No contact. Krista was keeping this in open adoption and they were agreeing to do that. So she was, you know. Doing this out of the love for her child and, and I really respect that. Like that's a really hard selfless thing yeah, to do. Just to be
3: like, I can't mother this child, yes. somebody else with a better life should. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's like responsible. It is. It's absolutely responsible. It's almost like that's the um what's that story in the Bible, like split the baby in half and the woman that said no, that's the real mother. Oh wow. So yeah, I don't
2: I don't know, but I like it.
3: Yeah, Yeah. it was two women, and they were like, that's my kid, that's my kid. And the king said, okay, so let's just split the baby in half, and each woman gets half. And one woman said, sounds fair to me. Mm. And the other woman said, no, I'd rather the other woman have the kid. And he said, then you are the real mother, because the real mother won't to split the baby in
2: half. Right, right, because that would be the selfish act. Yes. Yeah, totally. I I have so much respect for uh, a mother understanding that she wants this child to have a good life, and they can't provide that. It's... I can't imagine how difficult that is. This adoption of Harmony's brother is occurring in 2019. Simultaneously, Adam, for reasons only he can say, wants to take back custody of Harmony at this point.
3: Is it ego? Is it the ego thing? It could be. Because
2: ego's a fucker. You're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's really hard to say. I think that that could be one of them. I think that, you know, it could be a spite thing. But because of the tumultuous relationship he had with his the mother, it could be, unfortunately, getting more government assistance for drug money. A lot of shit. It just seems like such a not like, why are you doing this? You are not fit to be a parent. Why are you trying to get her? But this is in that time, 2019. Crystal is still in recovery. She's still working through this. So she doesn't have custody of her kids again, you know, still. And Adam is trying to get custody now. And why don't where was he before? We don't know. We do know that now in the aftermath that Adam at this time had married another woman at this point with whom he shares three children.
3: Oh, he is just spreading he's his spitting seed. him out, man.
2: I don't know if it was like he was having a relationship with both women at the same time or they just had three children back to back really quickly. I'm not sure. This
3: man needs a vasectomy. <sighs> yeah,
2: a lot more than that. I don't want to get too much into his other children, obviously, because they're Innocent, not did bear not a lot of importance in the case. But he did end up in another relationship with kids. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, he's like, I want harmony back for whatever reason. And this is right after the adoption process begins for the son. So I don't know if that has something to do with being like, no, no other people can't have my kids. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. I'm the dad. I can do it.
3: You know, he's not a down. dad.
2: Yeah. No, he calls himself. He's definitely not a fucking father. That's I will say that for sure. Wow. That's harsh. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got him. Oh, he's scared now. <laughs> Quivering. Anyway, we do know that they were collecting government assistance and were using drugs. Was Harmony a pathway for extra money? Like we just said, perhaps. For whatever reason, It's then. this is one of the many questions people have about the handling of this case, a judge grants custody to Adam in 2019. Now, the reason that I'm being very critical of this is not because, oh, he didn't have a lot of money or, oh, he had a past. It's a lot more complicated than that.
3: Yeah, I don't want to, like, poor shame. No. You know, have kids if you're poor. Like, you can make it work. But if you're on drugs,
2: no kids for you. Yes. And not only that, but also a violent background. Yeah. Her father had already spent time in jail from a young age. Um, I don't want to get too into his charges from before 18 because I believe in most circumstances we shouldn't judge a person by their actions as a kid. That's just how I feel. But I will say they were not all nonviolent and some involved weapons, including armed robbery. Wow. So his crimes and his charges from when he's under 18 are already really like hardcore.
3: Stick him up. He's like a kid with a gun.
2: I mean, for real, though.
3: That's fucking scary. Yeah. Kids are strong.
2: Yeah. And again... If it was something that he was trying to clean himself up after he grew up, like, I'm not trying to hold somebody account. You know, like, the, I feel like people can grow and change. You yes. Know? But even at 18, I still, I, you know, I still try to look past an 18 year old's charge because you're still like a a child, really. Um, however, there are more violent charges, including a stabbing of another teenage boy. Oh, this man is a threat. He's scary. In New Hampshire alone, Montgomery has 21 items listed in his criminal case history. In 2014, Montgomery was charged with shooting a Hiver Hill, Massachusetts man in the head after coming over the state line to buy drugs, according a published report. At the time, Harmony was about five months old. So after Harmony had been born, he was still doing Violent crimes. He shot a man in the head.
3: And he has a five-month-old. Yeah. It's time for you to go home, sir. Your wife needs you. Yeah. What well, are you doing? He's getting drugs. <laughs> um, so he was only sentenced to 18
2: months in jail for that for some reason. I assume it's because the victim didn't die. But What
3: is going on?
2: Yeah. So in this time period when Harmony is a baby, he missed the beginning of that time period because he was in jail for shooting a man in the head. So... Fast forward to 2019, and Adam is trying to get custody of Harmony. The judge, who has just recently retired right after this court case, whose name is Mark Newman, grants him custody.
3: Mark, what the fuck are you doing, man? He just shot somebody in the head. I mean, it's, it's
2: very perplexing, and a lot of people have questions about why he decided to do this.
3: Was it like bro code? And, you know, the guy went up and was like, come on, man, I promise I'm going to be good. And then man. Mark was like, all right, man, high five. You get your kid back.
2: Perhaps there are several glaring unacceptable issues that arise in this decision. For one, that decision was made before a home study was fully complete as part of an interstate compact.
3: What is an interstate compact, you ask? (laughs) An interstate compact for the placement of children, ICPC, is a statutory agreement between all 50 states that governs the exchange of confidential protected information when securing placement of a child who is currently in the custody of a child protection agency. So essentially, you know, states are all like their own little countries.
2: Mm -hmm. And this is an agreement between all the states to say you know, we have this private information about this kid, but we agreed to share this with you for their safety if we're going over state lines. So the reason that this was a part of this case was Harmony was in the Massachusetts foster system. And at that point, Adam had relocated to the nearby state of New Hampshire. So really close, but over state lines, basically. So because of that, states had to share information with each other which is what they're supposed to do based on this icpc thing and so that may or may not have happened fully but i think it's a little bit seems to be that the communication between the two states was inadequate because before they did a home study on him and his home they The judge has already granted him custody of his little girl.
3: No, you got to walk in that house and count like the cigarette stains and the burns on the couch. Well, yeah, you, know, you got to I mean, do that. If they would have, they would have seen a
2: lot of things that would not have been acceptable because we had now have seen video and stuff of where they were living. There were times when they were like running generators out of the window for heat. There's times when the water was shut off. Bad shit. So what the home study process is supposed to do? The home study process is concludes a written report that your caseworker creates about the family, you know, includes basic information, that they do interviews, they do, you know, they do inspections.
3: So generally a home study report includes family background, financial statements and references, education and employment, relationships and social life, daily life routines, parenting experiences, details about your home and neighborhood, readiness and reasons about your wanting to adopt, references and background checks, Approval and recommendation of children your family can best parent. So I feel like I wouldn't pass this. Like they'd walk in my room and see my vibrator on the bed and like my maid, like just like like clothes everywhere and be like, no. Well, uh, adopting a kid, Amber. I think that you could because this family got their kids. So (laughs) yeah,
2: this all of those things sound really great on paper, but that was not completed before he regained custody of this child. You know, and these are things that are just supposed to be lined up to keep the child safe. This was not completed. And to be frank, people like Adam are the reason that you would need this sort of process.
3: Yeah, you can't just be adopting a kid and like there's no water in your house.
2: Yeah, or saying, I want to take care of my kid. I can do it. And then no, you can't don't have adequate.
3: You already have three children. Yeah. If you walk in there and see a crack pipe on the counter, you know, kid.
2: Right. Exactly. This wasn't the only time, however, that the courts and social services failed this little girl. So Adam, for whatever reason, secures custody on February 22nd, 2019. God knows why. He certainly wasn't doing well at the time, and he already had these three other little kids to contend with. I'll just never truly understand the just sort of like, you know, the cavalier attitude about just having a bunch of kids around. Like we're just talking about like not to be a dick, but if you're. On drugs and stuff, wouldn't you rather have no kids around? Yeah. Why do you want more kids around you?
3: Yeah, because you can't do the drugs with the kids around. Or they just not even care. I guess not. But, like, why add more? You know, it's like we were talking earlier. There's so much of this just have kids and think about it later. You know, like, yeah. I see a lot of that sentiment. Yeah. And no, you should no. have, like, a little bit of blocks in your life yeah. set. Yeah. And, and just be like, it's okay. You don't have to
2: have any kids. Just don't have. You want to go do drugs? I don't fucking care. Do whatever you want with your life. Just don't involve children with it. Yeah. Why? Why are you bringing more kids into this? So it's not like he had anything, you know, to provide this little girl. Is she just a possession? I don't know. She's not. Let's, let's be clear. She's not a possession. But maybe he thought maybe because of this attitude that we have about just, yeah, it's my kid. You know, I can just do whatever. I. What's my child? I'll do whatever I want. She's not a possession. She's a person.
3: I, this is this going to be a really dark thought, but did you think he wanted to groom her to like have sex with her? i I don't see anything to suggest that? No, he's just drug addict
2: yeah, i okay. don't I, I don't think so, but I mean, it's possible. So when I you know and when I'm saying he has nothing to provide her, I don't mean money, but I mean like comfort, safety, love, protection, you know, happiness. yeah, it's not about money for sure. So during this time, Crystal the mother is in recovery. As I mentioned previously, she did one of the most selfless things that I can imagine, which is to sign off on her biological son to be adopted into a caring home where he can be provided for. Watching her interviews, because she's done a lot of interviews now for the news, you get a sense, you know, she's an imperfect woman. that She acknowledges that. But she, you can tell she loves her children. And her bio son's parents, who have also been interviewed many times for this, speak highly of her. Okay. They have a good relationship with her. Nice. So shortly after Adam attains custody of Harmony in 2019, Crystal has a FaceTime with her. Crystal says that in general, when she tried to reach out and make contact with her daughter after Adam gained custody, Adam would make a lot of barriers for her, would make it difficult and sort of hold contact with Harmony over her head all the time. Mm,
3: It seems like he just wanted to hurt his wife
0: more than he wanted to help his daughter. For sure. Yes. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. 25 Saturday nights, 50 matches, all season long on ION.
3: Out in front Williams, slips through, here's a
4: shot
0: this is a game-changer for sports.
4: Sabina takes a shot herself! Cameras at home! Oh my goodness!
0: See the full schedule and find where to watch at IonNWSL.com.
1: Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess... Ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus. Hmm? Huh? You're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love chapter two. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck.
0: Wayfair, every style, every home.
2: It's clear that there's animosity between the two of them. Crystal has... Acknowledge that he used to beat her
3: up when she was pregnant with Harmony and stuff like that. Um, I hear that when a woman's pregnant, the most, uh, statistically, the most dangerous thing is um, death by her partner. Yeah. When she's pregnant, because it's like, it's just a lot of stress, you know, and dude, violent men like this, they're going to, they beat them up. Yeah. And, It's so
2: scary to be pregnant. Or have a baby, because I think that's also another really high-stress time for people.
3: Now I have this, like, life bond with this human being.
2: Yeah. And if you're not mature enough to have kids when the baby's screaming or something's going on, you don't know how to control your temper, and you take it out on the kid, and, like, it's just a mess. So Crystal would still sometimes get FaceTimes with Harmony during this little short period. So right before Easter, so just, like, a couple, like, a month or two after... Adam got custody it was, this was already being a huge problem that was the last time that Crystal saw or spoke to Harmony at all like right before Easter of 2019
0: oh my god when was the last time you actually saw Harmony
4: in a FaceTime video like two three days before Easter I showed her her basket I said I'm coming in a couple days mommy got you a basket you know I held on to that basket for a year and some change hoping you know that I'd have a chance to give it to her
0: And what did she seem like when you saw her on FaceTime?
4: Terrified. She, I would say, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, what'd you eat for lunch? What'd you do today? You know, are you going to school yet? Like, you know, how are your brothers and sisters? You got any friends? You know, little questions like, I'm her mom. Like, I want to know these things. I want to know she's happy. And every time I asked these things, he would pause it and he'd tell, whatever he'd say to her, I can't hear him, he'd mute it. And he'd be like, don't tell her that, don't her. And she'd be like, like, you know, and I'm watching her. So he'd unmute it and I'm like, What's going on? Like, why are you muting it every time I ask her a question? Why aren't you letting her talk to me? Why are you answering for her? Like, you're acting weird, Adam.
2: However, that wasn't the last time anybody saw Harmony. Between February of 2019 to the time she was officially reported as missing in 2021. Really? So it was like two years? Yes. Just nobody gave a shit? From the surface, it would seem that way. But we're going to get into a little bit. It's more complicated than that. Several family members had raised concerns, some even reporting to authorities. Nothing was done during these reports. Adam's uncle, Kevin Montgomery, who has also spoken to media, says that Kevin, he had concerns going all the way back from 2019. And he had actually made a couple of reports to DCYF which did nothing to help at the time. But Kevin essentially didn't see Adam hit Harmony, but he came to the house once and saw that she had a black eye and Adam acknowledged it was from him.
3: There's just so many moments that that the government could have stepped in. Like, so nobody's... How is this happening?
2: I don't know, but it, Kevin notified DCYF after this and nothing happened. They were
3: like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand.
3: Why do we even have these institutions? If I mean, they that's don't what a anything. lot of people
2: are asking.
3: What is is it just like money laundering? Is that what they're doing? Just taking taxes and like sitting on their ass? I think it's
2: partly like we were talking about last episode where it's not adequate. They don't have the right training or social, social workers don't have, they are overwhelmed. They don't have, they're not paid well. They're, yeah. you know, it's not, In this case is actually forcing change into the social service, you know, welfare system. And that's a good thing, but it shouldn't have had to come to this.
3: Yes. Why is everything run by the government just like 10 years behind in technology? No one knows what's going on.
2: I don't know. Bureaucracy, people like definitely there's a lot of corruption just felt, you know, the people at the top are definitely taking money. Yeah, that's for sure. That definitely happens all the time. So, yeah, Kevin... Reported at the time that Adam told him that he had caused the injury to Harmony. He said to Kevin, and I quote, I bashed her around this house. What? Adam explained that he left Harmony, who would have been five years old at the time, in charge of watching her infant brother while Adam was in the bathroom. Which... Even that, I'm just like, were you shooting up?
3: He was shooting up. This is when you need to get all of the dudes on the block to go beat the shit out of the dad. This is like old school vigilante justice.
2: Right. I wish. At this time, this is after he gained custody of Harmony. Harmony's bio brother is already adopted, but then Harmony's living with the three kids from the new woman whose name is Kayla. Mm -hmm. So he had the five-year-old be watching the children while he was doing whatever he was doing in the bathroom. And- When he returned, he found that Harmony was holding her hand over the child's mouth to stop him from crying, presumably because she was terrified of her father, you know, trying to like, did not quiet the baby, but she was scared because the baby was crying and that dad was going to get mad. So he responded to that by hitting her in the face. And then Kevin says, the uncle says that he believes Adam had been, you know, on drugs again during this time, like he had relapsed. Kevin recalled other forms of abusive discipline during that time frame that raised his concerns. Kevin recalled – this is all – I'm reading off from an affidavit for Adam's arrest. So Kevin recalled Harmony being spanked hard on the butt, being forced to stand in the corner for hours, and Adam ordering Harmony to scrub the toilet with her toothbrush. I'm just like, what kind of monster like, – not even a monster. A fucking. This, he's such a sad loser. What a sad loser that you have to be to take out your anger on a five-year-old child.
3: What a little girl. Go take it out on another man. Go get in a street fight with another dude. Start a fight club. Don't do it to a little girl. It's so pathetic. Piece of shit. For real. Because he knows he's stronger. Yeah. Oh, it's completely because
2: he knows that he can just do whatever he wants and doesn't have to take anything from it. Like he can
3: just, yeah, exactly. Not fighting someone who can actually fight you back. He should, he belongs in prison. He, and he belongs um, in, a, in a fight every day with a man his size.
2: Well, m- that might be his future. So.
3: Good. So, it, it, you know, and of course, you
2: know, we can say, oh, drugs change people. And of course, there's a likelihood that Adam came from an abusive home. But no matter what or where you grew up or how, what you're doing to yourself, you innately know punching a five-year-old child in the face yeah. is pathetic and wrong. And if there is such a thing as evil, this certainly would fit into that box.
3: Yeah, I mean, we could feel sad about people all day, but at a certain point you choose your actions and that's when you become a parent. Yeah, and I lose sympathy at that point.
2: So where is this wife of Adam's throughout all of this stuff? She is there, apparently, and it would appear that she has substance issues as well. We'll get back to her all, you know, 2019's happening. Suddenly she can't you know, Crystal's trying to get FaceTimes with her kid, but she's also working on recovery and it's she's she's doing the work. She's like seeing therapists, seeing doing all the, the shit she needs to do. She says that she's trying to get in contact with Harmony all through the year, but and into 2020, but says that she assumed or at least hoped that Adam is simply denying her access out of spite. Because at this time, she still has no parental rights. So it's up to his discretion whether or not she gets to talk to Harmony. And because he's supposed to be checking in with social services and stuff, her first thought isn't that, oh, she's missing. She just thought Adam was being an asshole. And she's used to him being a a shitty person and so maybe she should have been more aggressive with it. But she technically didn't have any rights to. She didn't have any say because she lost her custody. So – For what it's worth, Crystal said that while she received violence from Adam, when they were together, she never saw it towards the children directly. So, again, she didn't immediately think that it was that she was completely missing. And it may sound here like I'm defending Harmony's mother. And to be honest, I do find her sympathetic. I recommend you go watch her full interview, which you can do by searching Crystal Sorry full interview.
3: Yeah. I mean, she's just trying to get clean. Yeah.
2: yeah, one day at a time. And she acknowledges that she she was fucked up and she blames herself for this. It's really, it's sad. In this interview, she mentions that he went to lengths to block her from anything when she tried to reach out. He actually, in fact, ended up blocking most of his own family as well, which is not a good sign. No. And when she started trying to find out info from DCYF, he stopped talking to them too, which... I have questions.
3: Yeah, this guy's not checking in and he has kids. Let's go check in with him. Yeah. That's your fucking job, man. I know, What are you doing
2: all day? So DCYF stands for Department of Children, Youth, and Their Families. The Massachusetts DCYF, their statement
3: is... The Department of Children and Families, DCF, works in partnership with families and communities to keep children safe from abuse and neglect. In most cases, DCF is able to provide supports and services to keep children safe with parents or family members. When necessary, DCF provides foster care or finds new permanent families for children through kinship, guardianship, or adoption. And then, so she
2: was... She was caught into this Massachusetts one and also the New Hampshire
3: one. So their statement. DCYF staff provide a wide range of family-centered services with the goal of meeting the needs of parents and their children and strengthening the family system. Services are designed to support families and children in their own homes and communities whenever possible. So there were two different systems: DCF
2: of Massachusetts and DCYF of New Hampshire, who were supposed to be doing checks and balances, and nobody did. He just stopped contacting them, and then nobody checked on her. I mean, it. it I, I don't understand why. My question is why, as a as a parent or as the person who got custody of the kid, why are you just permitted to stop checking in with them? Why is that voluntary? It, Is there, especially with somebody with a record of violence and drug addiction?
3: Oh, he he shot somebody in the head. Like it's cool, leave her with him. Yeah, just a few years beforehand, shot a dude in the head over drugs. So they were like. It's cool to not check in with this dude. He got it. Even though he, he's just got I just... piles and piles of... And it's not like he stole a candy bar. It's he shot somebody in the head over drugs. Yeah, and that's not the... He's also stabbed somebody. Like, he's a violent person. This guy's like
2: a Bond villain or something. I don't know if he's got the wherewithal for being a Bond villain. I think that would take like some sort of creativity or yeah, yeah, cleverness. Yeah. Uh, this guy's more just like a uh, like a like a tornado of weapons just swinging around. So what is the point of any of this then? Which is the thing that people keep asking. My goal is to not point fingers at specific employees or even social workers in general. Like we said, that is... A job that we can't understand the level of difficulty. Like, it's got to be so fucking hard and you're paid nothing.
3: Yeah, just waking up every day, like going to work, just opening up files of like dead kids.
2: Yeah, and people just screaming and mad and upset all the time. There are a lot of good people who are definitely doing good work as social workers, Like, like selfless people. But we don't hear about them or their cases because no. those children don't go missing. So they're doing their job.
3: Yeah, I think it's fine to point fingers at an institution, yes, and not the people that work for it. Yes, agreed. I think that has—it's way more about the the failure of the system right. than anything. And also, who am I to be moral? I opened up the episode trying to sneak in ice cream at the movie theater. You're a monster.
2: <laughs> then we just learn how to be sneaky.
3: I know. I should have snuck on it. What is my fucking problem? I was just like, I can take it in. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. You're not one who likes a big fight, too. Because a lot of people, when they
2: get into that mode, are just trying to start an argument because they're mad. But you're not like that. So I think no. you were just like, I just see, wanted to take swear, it in.
3: It was a ten, 10 second interaction. I didn't yell. I was just like, okay, then Newsweek says I could. And I, <laughs> <throw it away. laughs> mm, I love it. <laughs> This headline I read said, it was legal, okay? Yes. I even showed it to him on my phone. He's like, I don't care. And I was like, ah, all right. I Violating my constitutional rights.
2: <laughs> I love when we, we do things where we don't understand any of the laws or rules or bills or anything and just say a word. We're just we're throwing like, shit around. It's the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> the Constitution said I can bring ice cream in here. <laughs> so regardless... Of Crystal's belief that it was simply Adam being a jerk during this time in 2019 when she can't get a hold of Harmony. She, you know, she's not feeling good. She's, like, very uncomfortable with it. During this time, too, and this just rips my heart apart, Harmony's brother's parents. So Harmony's brother who's now in a family. The adaptive family that are just, like, baking cookies
3: every day and taking, killing them special.
2: Yes. And we... it's it's difficult. I know that there are specific terms with an adoption and an adopted family that you don't. It's not that that is now his family. Right. Those are his parents now. So when it's in that situation, we call the birth family, the bio family, and that he he has now his fathers are his fathers. If yes. That makes any sense. Yes. And I, I want to just be sensitive to that I apologize if we ever misuse terms with that. I understand how sensitive that can be. Completely makes sense. Yeah. I'd be so mad if
3: I was Harmony being like my brother just gets smiles and cookies and I'm getting black eyes. Yeah. I mean,
2: they wanted to have her too. They wanted to also adopt her. But then Um,
4: fucking
3: dad was like, I'm the dad. I can do it.
2: Yeah. For whatever reason, even if it was just a spike crystal. I
3: think it's just ego.
2: It could be. It's just ego. So this makes me very sad. Harmony's brother is... He's asking about her all the time. They were very close in foster care. Yeah, You know, they were all each other had a lot of the time. And according to her brother's now father, they were so close in foster care that Harmony would sleep with her arm around him every night as if he were her son. Oh,
3: my gosh.
2: <laughs> so when Harmony's brother came to move in with his family, he didn't have – he had a bag with pretty much nothing in it. It was all his, all of his belongings. He didn't have any toys except for a Tickle Me Elmo, which Harmony had given him because that was all she had. So she gave him their, their one toy to take with him. Oh, my
3: God. Take this with you, brother. Yeah. So it bring you – it make you safe.
2: Yeah. I mean, she was – like, because he was – the the brother is just very close in age to her. Mm-hmm. It was back-to-back kids.
3: So it's not even just the Tickle Me Elmo. It's like my sister gave me this. Yes,
2: he often asks where she is, and he mistakes other kids for her on the playground or at the store, and he also cries for her at night. Oh, God. This is, like, comically bad. It's, it's like, it's just, it's mad. Like, you, it's hard to even hear it because you're just like, this is, I cannot believe this happened. I just
3: want to go over to their house and, like, take Harmony and, like, give her back to her brother. Yeah. Just like, physically take her.
2: Yeah, I know. But then we, you know, again, Now I'm the bad lady. <laughs> it's in my bill of rights so to take to take Harmony. <laughs> so, the Millers, the the now family. I'm I'm mentioning their name because the I like I said one of the fathers is a public figure. So, they are open about it all. So their family is the Millers. That's where Harmony's brother now is and lives and is a part of the Miller family. They wanted to go through the adoption process for Harmony too, but at the time when they had gotten the brother, like we said, Harmony was back into the claws of Adam already. So, like we said at the beginning, it seems as though Adam heard about the adoption process happening with the son and went, I'm taking harm. Like, that's mine. I'm doing it for whatever reason. I hate this so much. She should be in this loving home with her, her brother right now. Like, your sperm should not give you the right to do what you please with your biochildren just because they came out of your balls. Oh, I will scream this from the mountaintops every time on this on the show. I hate this. I hate this. So throughout 2020 and 2021, maybe Crystal isn't as aggressive as she should have been, but she also didn't think something this extreme was happening. And she's
3: trying to get sober. It's like one day at a time.
2: Yeah. I I, I can see people being mad at her, but I also know she was doing the best that she could. It wasn't a neglect thing. It was a, She didn't know how to help herself at the time. However, the longer it got, the more she became panicked that something wasn't right. Yeah. She began making reports to DCYF and DCF in both states and wasn't making any headway. They just were giving her the runaround.
3: Okay, another call waiting, Mm -hmm. like pass her over. Yes. So then she started trying
2: to contact police. And the police said she couldn't file a missing persons report because she didn't have any legal rights to know where her daughter was at that
3: point. Oh, my God. Yes, because she was like, (laughs) yeah, sorry.
2: So then the cops give her the runaround and tell her to file a petition. The courts, when she goes to file the petition, tell her it's a DCYF case and they can't make an exception to do her petition. So then the cycle continues.
3: Oh, so now they're on the paperwork. Now you're on the paperwork thing. Now you're doing your fucking job. Well, no,
2: the court says you have to go through DCYF to do this. So then she goes back to DCYF and they're not telling her anything. So they basically are all... All of the systems are just like telling her to go to the next system. She's just walking in a circle. Nobody will help her.
3: I hate that. That's like when I buy a ticket from a third party, an airline ticket, you know, and like the flight gets canceled and I'm just like, go to the airport and the airport's like, I don't know. You have to go to that third party yeah. you bought enough of like go, go ticket.com. And I, and then I go to go ticket.com and I, I don't know. You have to go to the airport to yeah. do it. And like, I'm just getting the runaround.
2: Yes. That happens too. If you're trying to book through like hotels.com and stuff. And yes. They, they're just like, I don't know. You got to call them. I don't know. You got to call them. You Fucking you all know what you're doing. Yeah, you no. all know. <laughs> now, I'm not saying Crystal didn't make mistakes here, of course. But the fact is that this process should be in place to protect the child, not to confuse people with red tape. It's this complicated process is supposed to be put into place to make the best case scenario for the kid. The mother is doing the right thing. She's doing everything she can in her power to fucking Ensure her kid is okay, and the court is
3: working against that actively. That's so wild. It just seems like a bunch of dudes being like, the father's got it. Father knows best. I, I know. Like this sort of patriarchal, like, father knows. Well, you know what? Father doesn't always know best. Sometimes he's punching drywalls and smoking crack. Exactly. So
2: she can't get anything to happen. So she ends up writing a letter to their mayor, which I mad props for her to do that. She just went for it and and threatened to take it to the media. And apparently that's
3: what got through to the system. That's what you got to do. Just pitch a fucking fit.
2: Yeah. And either that or it might have also helped that the wealthy parents of Harmony's brother, who one of whom was on the news, was being proactive and trying to help Crystal. And that might have made them also jump. Because, you know, this woman who's like impoverished, drug addict, they're just like, whatever – now, the newscaster guy shows up and they're like, oh,
3: we're so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, pitch a stink. Go to the media. I want to just read
2: her, her brief letter to the mayor because this is how she was feeling at the time. I just want to put you into Crystal's
3: mindset. Hello, Mayor. I am a single mother of three. I currently only have two of my kids. My oldest daughter, Harmony, she's seven years old. Her father, Adam Montgomery, has physical custody of her and he is currently homeless and under the influence. "'DCYF has had an open case for my daughter "'and didn't remove her when they witnessed her bruises "'and the house at the time with no running water. "'Now it's a year later, "'and DCYF has done nothing to help me find her. "'She's supposed to be in first grade. "'He never enrolled her into school this whole time. "'She's missed important doctor's appointments "'she's had since a baby due to her disability in her eye.'" Please, I'm begging for help in finding my daughter before she ends up like that little boy that just passed away due to neglect through the department. My next step is going to the media to get whatever help I need to find her and bring her home safe. My phone number is blank. Please help. Thank you for your time and happy holidays. So another kid died in the system? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine that. There, I, I imagine
2: there's a lot of not great situations happening in this area. Um,
3: so she's never even been enrolled in school. There's no. Yeah. She's and, just free in life, huh?
2: Yeah. And, and Crystal can't get help from the systems that are supposed to be in place to protect her kids. So she did write to the mayor. And so pretty quickly after this happens on the police affidavit, it says that on 18 2021, the Manchester Police Department receives a call from a woman determined to be Crystal sorry regarding her daughter. Sorry reported that Harmony, who was in physical custody of Sori's ex, was missing and that she hadn't seen Harmony in over six months, which Crystal goes on later to say, like, I was embarrassed. So I said six months first, but it was actually much longer. Sorry identified her ex as Adam Michael Montgomery, an employee of the Manchester Police Department, contacted DCYF and learned of previous addresses associated with Adam. Manchester police officers checked those addresses, were unable to locate Adam or Harmony. They spent the next month... Trying to track homeboy down. They couldn't find him anywhere because, again, he had blocked not only Crystal from shit, but a lot of his family and stuff. Because I think a lot of people, like his uncle, were going, like, what are you doing with your kids? Like, you're a mess. You need help. Like, that kind of stuff. So a lot of people didn't know where he was. And this is just at the end of last year. I mean, we're talking, like. Less than half a year ago from right now. It's so
3: weird because everything's, you know, we're all tracked with a social security number and cameras everywhere, but I guess you can hide.
2: You you absolutely can.
3: Easiest way, don't have a phone. Don't have a phone. I always say if I have to run from the police or if I have to go hide, I put my phone on a bus. The bus goes east, I run west. So then people track my phone and then by the time they get to it, they're going the other way. Clever girl. That's a little
2: hot tip. Yeah. Yeah they couldn't find him initially they they ended up tracking down adam's wife the wife kayla who was the one who was around during the 2019 custody and with the three kids Mm -hmm. at this point his wife is living with their three children at her mother's house she claims that she has had no contact with Adam for some time at, the, at oh, that yeah. point. Oh yeah,
3: what's what's her story? Is she just like smoking cigarettes on the couch, watching Prices Right. <sighs> I don't know, but she she is involved in this, and
2: we'll we'll talk about what happens to her. But so she's living with her mom, and according to the affidavit, the detectives ask about the last time she had physically seen Harmony, and Harmony says that it was sometime in November or December of 2019. She saw Harmony one morning prior to going to work. And then she says that Adam said he was driving Harmony back to Crystal, who was living in Lowell, Massachusetts at the time, which is obviously bullshit. He wouldn't even let Crystal have a FaceTime with her. He's not driving Harmony to go see her. Kayla said that she believed Harmony had been returned to Crystal. Kayla claims she never saw or heard about Harmony after that day. Kayla admits that she had seen Harmony with a black eye in the past. However, she explained that Adam told her that it was caused by one of the other children striking her with a toy. I don't know how much I believe Kayla's ignorance of this. I feel like she knows more than that she's saying.
0: She's
3: just playing dumb because she don't want to go to jail.
2: Yeah, which unfortunately too late. She got arrested due.
0: All right. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Takes a shot, she scores! See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com.
1: Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waverhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia a woman waved from a chic lounger welcome to the waver she said where wafer helps everyone create a home they love titus stared in awe bohemian boulevard trendsetter terrace mid-century circle titus hmm? you're reading the wayfair catalog oh you'll love chapter two fast and free shipping saves a potluck
0: wayfair every style every home you know i have
2: no idea if she really didn't see anything and just or if she he just she just did see stuff and just chose to ignore it or you know actually believed him saying these things i have no idea from kayla's telling she had a non amicable split with adam and that he was already and he is already with another woman like as
3: their marriage is ending he's already like
0: god with this, this kind
3: of guy i feel like i knew him in high school and he was oh, always yeah. walking on the side of the highway in a wife beater t-shirt and just like always getting some girl pregnant yeah
2: yeah, I mean, pretty pretty much that's yeah. it.
3: <laughs> I mean, I bet he has a big dick, let's be honest. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just... It's ugh. always those stinky, horrible, weird guys that have a nice dick, a big one, because they don't have to be nice, they got a big dick, you know? Yeah, maybe. I had a guy with a small dick, you know what he said to me? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, can't there be a... A, a medium? A, a nice middle ground?
2: I think that there is. <laughs> I I don't know if it's really the dick that's getting him... All this action. I just think they're living in a
3: bleak place. He, yeah, he where just there's not a lot like of options. Not a lot of options. He sounds like he just has these big old sack of balls, and he's just like, I gotta go fucking explode some little woman, you know? He's, and
2: that's all he does. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not a. It's not. He's not thinking with his brain parts no. most of the time. It's all
3: like all the blood. It's draining down to his dick.
2: I guess so. So yeah. He's already with his other. He's just a gem. What a gem of a person. So apparently during their separation, Kayla's mother had to file a restraining order against Adam. So Kayla's living with her mom. The mom is living. You know, Kayla lives with her mom and their three children at Kayla's mom's house. So Kayla Montgomery's mother, whose name is Christina Lubin, filed a restraining order against Adam after he showed up at her address when Kayla was living there and lingered outside at 7.45 p.m. on July 2nd, 2021. Neighbors saw him knock on the window at the front of the home, according to the complaint. And then later on, Kayla's mom's boyfriend found a steak knife on the ground near where Montgomery had been seen tapping. So he had shown up at their house knocking on windows with a knife, which is great. Wow. Um, yeah,
3: It's okay because he loves me.
2: Well, Kayla Montgomery <laughs> said her... That she had gone with her three children, staying at her mom's home due to domestic violence on her from her husband, Adam. So, yes, I mean, I, I believe that happened. He seems to beat up everyone. And the four had been living with Kayla's mother since March 21st, 2021. And, you know, their marriage had already been over at that point.
3: It's a real quick short, short marriage.
2: Yeah, I mean, like 2018, 2019 till 2021, basically. Cool. They have three kids in there somehow. I don't know.
3: Oh, my God. She's like, that's a kid a year. Yeah. Your body has to He prepare.
2: could have also. He could have also been having an affair with this woman while he was with Crystal. I don't know, man. He's just spreading seeds. Kayla's mom goes on to say to reporters,
3: Adam, for the first couple years, was some sweet guy. And he's not, Lubin said. He's pure evil. He is pure evil. She said it twice. Mm-hmm.
2: He certainly doesn't seem like a mensch, and I am not ashamed to say it. No. The cops speak to New Hampshire DCYF, and they admit that no one from their department has physically seen Harmony since October or November of
3: 2019. Oh, my God. Another – do your job, man. And
2: then it just sort of went
3: shrug. Oh, mm,
2: whoops. Oh, my bad. Kid went missing. Like, I know that things must have been exponentially worse during COVID, and their resources were probably stretched, but this happened before COVID. This happened before COVID. And not only that, if they're ignoring a case this severe, a child with an abusive, drug-addicted parent, who the fuck are they paying attention to? Like, this is not like, oh, we, no one ever could have seen it coming. It seemed like they were, everything was all good and together. No, this is a dangerous, volatile situation for a kid, and they are not paying attention to this? Like, who, what kids are they paying attention to? Right around this time, the detectives made contact with DCYF which is late December 2021, they also managed to locate Adam Montgomery. So all of this stuff is coming out now because Crystal finally got their attention by doing the letter to the mayor thing. This is all rapidly happening after this happened. Yeah, and
3: she just has to be like, I'm going to the press.
2: Yeah. So DCYF was like, oh, I don't know. I guess we haven't seen her for two years. Whoops. Which is in December 2021. Then they also right around the same time managed to locate Adam finally. What was he doing? Just hanging out? Oh, this pure peach of a man, a father to at least five, is living in a car with the woman that he left his wife for.
3: So on New Year's Eve 2021. So this is, he's gone through three women right now at this story because we have Harmony's mother mm-hmm. and then she's like, you know, trying to get custody. And then we have this other woman with the his other wife. kids. His wife who's living with his mom and now he's in his car with this other woman. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he's he fucking, gets a lot of women. What a peach. So he's living in a car with this lady
2: and this is they, they, when they find him, it's New Year's Eve 2021, which Ooh, is very cold. recently. So it's cold he's living in that car. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's...
3: You got to bundle up, buddy.
2: I mean, this dude's a disaster. But so on New Year's Eve 2021, they find Adam, and he's with his new girlfriend, whose name is Kelsey Small, together in a vehicle in Manchester. So he's living right in the area, but just in a car. Cool. Uh, investigators respond to the location, and they speak to the couple. The girlfriend, the car girlfriend, claims that she's been romantically involved with Adam for over a year. Small says that she's aware that Adam has three children from one mother and another child from before that, just one. However, Small says that Adam was not in touch with any child from his prior relationships. Small claims that Adam has never talked about Harmony and she has no information on where she may be. So this is very confusing to me. So this woman tells detectives that Adam told her that he had three kids from his last relationship, those being the three he had with Kayla, right? Mm-hmm. But only one other than that? I have been led to believe that he was the father of both Harmony and Harmony's brother. So is he not the bio father of the brother or is he acting like he only had one child to this lady, like he's erasing Harmony, Oh, just like erase her from the picture. I mean, if that's the case, that is chilling. I don't know what he's suggesting by saying he only has four kids. And
3: this is only in a little bit of time. So what happened between him being like a bad dad to her, him living in a car and she's just not even spoken of? No one knows. Nobody knows. And that's what we're talking about. The last
2: time people saw her physically was like early fall 2019. So... And the last time Crystal saw her, the mother, was over FaceTime Easter 2019. So during this interview with detectives, Adam also says that he handed over Harmony to her mother in 2019, which is him repeating what Kayla said to detectives. However, they have different stories about how that happened. There doesn't seem to be any evidence to suggest that this is real in any way. For one, Adam seems to withhold contact between Crystal and her daughter, so it would be weird. He suddenly just drove her to the mom. And also, Crystal... She is making contact with people all through 2019. She's talking to therapists, to doctors. She's living with her boyfriend. None of them have heard word one about her seeing Harmony once. Like, there's just really no evidence to suggest he actually drove her to Crystal. He's just
3: lying to buy more time. Yeah. So these big bureaucratic institutions can be like, oh, I don't know. Let me go back to the paperwork and they hopefully will forget. Well, I mean, it worked.
2: (laughs) It worked for a couple years. And so now the question becomes, is Kayla just repeat, like, does she believe this story and is just saying what Adam told her or does she know more and she's also lying? Mm. We don't know. So, yeah, Adam quickly. So whenever they kind of push him in this interview at his car, his car house, he quickly shuts down. He starts going, I have nothing else to say. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, I last night I know harmonies with her mom. That's all I know. And then just stops answering stuff. So the cops also noticed that while both Kayla and Adam said Adam had returned Harmony to her mom, that these stories conflicted how, of how it happened and when and where. They also interviewed people around Crystal, like I said, and they all confirmed they had never seen or met Harmony in person, including Crystal's boyfriend. So the detectives at this point are suspecting Adam over Crystal for sure. They can't prove anything yet. However, and of course, like Crystal's the one begging people to look. So it would be really weird for somebody to she or to have done something to her daughter and then begged everyone to help her yeah, find yeah, the yeah. daughter, bring attention to it. Yeah. So they can't prove Adam did something yet. However, but in order to kind of get him into custody, they file a warrant for his arrest for the charge of battery on Harmony from twenty nineteen. You know, when Harmony had a black eye mm-hmm. because Adam had confessed to hitting her to his uncle. So it was enough to be able to uh, have an arrest out for him.
3: Yeah, of course this guy's lying. It's not like he beats his kids,
2: but he's honest. Right. No, he's a fucking liar. On January 5th of this year, 2022, they arrest Adam and book him into jail. Finally. He's such a little fucking Weasley turd in this mugshot with his little stupid teardrop tattoo oh, and his stupid face.
3: This guy, Yeah, I can I can see him. I I know this guy. He just pulls the, like, I'm sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Like, the puppy eyes. But he knows. Yeah. He I mean, knows. In
2: a different world, if he was a different person, I could see him being handsome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can kind of see how he could, like, his wife's mom saying, like, oh, he was a sweetheart. Like, you know, he probably, in his best moments, is, like, kind of cute and, like, and funny or whatever. And then he just has this, like, switch in him. And also, yeah. he's a... You know, drug addict. So that makes you all kinds of different Yeah,
3: he's the kind of guy that like, and this isn't illegal, but like loitering, you know, but people that just kind of hang around. They're there to like watch people and if you're drunk or you're not paying attention, they're gonna beat you up and steal shit. That's why they're there. Yeah. So like loitering isn't illegal, but like you tell this guy to move, he'd be like, "Oh, right. and he'll take like two little steps. Yeah. And be like, I don't know. Like you're doing this on purpose, man. Yeah. Just totally. to fuck with you. He's definitely just a layabout
2: dude. You would just see him as like um background in, you know, in a shitty part of town. He's just always there, just like hanging out. And you're like, don't you have five kids? Why are you here? He still refuses. He is in jail at this moment and he refuses to talk or say anything about where harmony is.
3: I don't know. It's just his daughter that he fought for. What an absolute vile piece of dog shit. You fought for this girl because she could be in a custody right now with a family that loves her, but you didn't want that because you you have too much ego. Exactly. To the point where he won't say, he won't give an ounce of peace.
2: Ugh. Okay, so directly after getting Adam in custody, the detectives who had been going through all the legal documents regarding Adam's children, you know, trying to find some kind of lead, you know, they've been on a lot of government assistance and stuff like that. And they realized that though Kayla claims to not have seen Harmony since the fall of 2019, she has continued to collect government checks meant to go to Harmony's care. Wow. So she's collecting money for Harmony. Yeah, so the fucking audacity, dude, just the audacity just – Not help look or say anything about Harmony, but continue to get money for her. So according to the news report, Manchester police announced charges against Adam Montgomery's estranged wife, Kayla Montgomery, for alleged welfare fraud. She's accused of collecting food stamps on behalf of Harmony until June 2021, despite not having seen the child since around November 2019. So again, this is not to disparage anyone who's on government assistance many people you need it pull themselves up by their bootstraps by getting government assistance it is absolutely true that you can be on food stamps and, yes i've and, been on
3: food stamps yeah i was on them too as a teenager i've, I've had um, government assistance it would be hypocritical of me to be like no one needs it and they're all bad like i've done it
2: yeah and and
3: lots of parents use it as an actual
2: like measure to make their children's life better
3: yeah and don't you want kids to eat i also think uh, school lunches, they should be free for kids. Of course. And I have no idea why these kids are being asked to pay money to it's ridiculous. eat. ridiculous. Give them food.
2: Yeah, no, it's bullshit.
3: It's the simple
2: fact that she was collecting food stamps for a child that she said she didn't know where she was. So it seems so far that they have not gotten a word edgewise from Kayla either. But they do have her in custody. They took her in. I imagine that they really only did fuck with this uh, welfare fraud shit because they're trying to get something out of her about Harmony. It's not like they're super concerned at this moment about the food stamps. It's more about like, oh, we have a charge on you because we need you in custody because you need to fucking tell us something about where this
3: child is. Because she might flee.
2: Yeah. And also there is a solid chance that Harmony is still alive on this earth and – that means time is of the essence. You can't – the clock is ticking on this. So you got to get those people in and try and get them talk no matter what. You know what I mean? So one of Harmony's brothers' fathers. So Harmony's brother and his new family, like I said, is actually a newscaster. He's been vocal in calling for the search for Harmony. And I just feel for this little boy who misses his sister so much. And he just doesn't understand why he can't talk to her. Recently, just mid-March – Crystal held a Remember Harmony vigil in the park. People with missing loved ones are encouraged to do things like this to keep the public engaged, if you'll remember the famous honking wave for Susan Powell.
3: Yeah. And again, like, sometimes in order to do anything, you have to take it into action yourself. Get the media involved. Get everybody around. That's what she had to do. Otherwise,
2: publicly, things seem to be at a standstill. Adam will simply not say anything. Piece of shit. He's just in jail. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he thinks he's getting out of doing this. How anyone could keep people in this level of suffering and refuse to help his own child. I mean, he's not a human. How could you ever fucking do that? How could you do that?
3: Maybe he killed her. Maybe he punched her or something.
2: There's absolutely a chance that that happened. And, you know, maybe he, it wasn't even on purpose, but he might have. But
3: he could have also sold her for drug
2: money. Yes. And for what it's worth. Because he's a Crystal, piece of shit. Crystal does think that that may have happened because she's pointed out in her interviews that when he saw that the little boy found a like a wealthy well-to-do family that oh there's money in this and he's a drug addict he's a he's like really bad with drugs he so
3: wants the money I've worked with drug addicts before and they just want money for drugs they don't like they'll do irrational things like steal money from the cash register with the camera on them yeah and I'm like dude mm-hmm. you're taking like a hundred dollars out of this. They're gonna clearly see you, and you're gonna get fired.
2: Yeah, like I don't
3: care, I don't care. Like they just need the money.
2: Yeah, it just for that, the
3: drugs, and that's it.
2: Yeah, they're just they're in a loop of just they can't get you know they've got this demon yeah on their back, and uh, they can't they can't shake it. So
3: and, yeah, and I'm I'm not like a sister Mary, you know, Christ. I drink sure, but I'm not stealing money from the cash register or selling my child. Yeah, to me,
2: it's about if you have kids involved in it, then, yeah. Then I just I have no. I have no love for you in my heart. I can't. I I I've had issues. I have had friends who have had issues. There's it's not about like, oh, ugh, I can't believe you have a problem, you have an addiction. It's when you do these kinds of things to your children, is when I yeah. we can't just ignore that. Once shit. you
3: have a kid, like you gotta go clean.
2: You gotta deal with it. Or
3: give them up for adoption. Yes. And do, do, keep do a, doing
2: drugs. Do a selfless thing and let that child have a good life. Yeah. So I'm just going to end this episode with a little bit of the letter that Blair Miller, one of the fathers of Harmony's brother wrote to Adam in while he's sitting in prison but also it was like a public plea letter he posted it on his Facebook in the hopes that somebody from Adam's past who knows something will read it and find
3: it in their heart to come forward. Dear Mr. Montgomery, it is our hope that this letter is delivered to you via your attorneys. My name is Blair Miller. My husband Jonathan and I are the adoptive parents of who is the biological brother to Harmony. As you may know, we adopted in 2019 from the day we heard about we also heard about Harmony. It has always been important to us to know about Harmony and to help maintain the valued relationship between his sister.
2: Their bond is unique. Not a week goes by that doesn't talk about Harmony. He loves his sister and wants to have that relationship with her. In fact, he craves it. We could tell you stories about telling his teachers about his sister, about her blue eyes, about her blonde hair, about how much he loves her. We could share videos with you of singing happy birthday to Harmony in hopes that his message reaches his sister. We could tell you stories about stopping in his tracks at community parks because he believes for a moment that that Harmony is there and he can play with his sister. Forever, forever know about his sister and the role she plays in his life.
3: Our purpose in contacting you is to make a desperate plea on our son's behalf. We don't know you. We don't know what you've been through and are not trying to say we do. We are simply begging you to share information that might be able to help find harmony. Please do this for harmony and for. For a moment, please think about this from the standpoint of. He is a young boy right now, but one day, he will have unimaginable questions about his sister, what happened to their relationship, and why they were kept apart, and what did anybody do about it. We don't want to endure any more trauma than he already seen in his young life. From the day we heard about having a sister, we've wanted to help Harmony. We still do. We beg
2: that you please consider sharing information about Harmony with authorities, as Parents, we are desperate to help find her sister, your daughter. Please help us. Thank you for your time. So, wow, that is a plea. Yeah. Oh, she's so cute. She's a sweetie. She's so cute. So, please, you know, it, 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 yeah, maybe it's more pressing to look right in the area, but if she was trafficked, she could be other places. So, you know, you can keep your eyes out for her. It doesn't take anything, doesn't cost you anything. She has blonde hair, like dark blonde hair and blue eyes. She's blind in one eye and she has a little bit of, you can see like one of her eyes doesn't, it's like a lazy eye almost. Mm-hmm. And she wears glasses a lot of the time. So that's a really distinguishing feature. She is now seven. She was five when she disappeared. She's white. She, she was about four feet and weighed 50 pounds. Of course, this is tricky because two years go by, she's probably bigger.
3: And this is a time when kids change. Mm-hmm. But-
2: you know, is the eyes. One of these distinguishing features is the eyes. Yeah. Please, if you have any idea, if you knew Adam, if you have any thoughts about what could have happened to her, please call 911 or one eight hundred eight four three five six seven eight 843 5678 or 1-800-THE-LOST. And the Manchester Police Department is Six zero three two zero three sixty
3: sixty. In the Northeast, it's um, it's very easy to travel. I mean, I was in New York, and I would go to Boston and DC and Philly, like, yeah, very easily on right. a Megabus. So she could be anywhere.
2: Yeah, it's there's been a lot two of years. Yeah, and there's a lot of big cities right around there too. Very easy to get to, totally. So yeah, if you're in Philly, if you're in Baltimore, or New York, keep your eyes open. You know, just uh, you, you know, usually you can tell if somebody. It's not always obvious, but a lot of times if kids are in a bad situation, they you can tell something's wrong. Something's yeah, weird.
3: Yeah. I think there's like ads for child abuse where like um you'll see a poster that looks really sweet and it's like advertising something like milk or whatever, but then on a child's eye level it says like here's a number to call if you're being hurt. It's like I mean, adults can't see it.
2: That's that's very smart. I love I love that.
3: Yeah. So yeah, and the two organizations I wanted to
2: highlight for this series one is called the Wonder Fund. Um, it was founded to exclusively serve children engaged with the Massachusetts Department of Children and Families. Our unique partnership with DCF allows the opportunity to work with kids directly and with social workers to meet their individual needs. So this is a privately run company that runs on donations. And what I really liked about it was that while they are providing, you know, needs that are, you know, immediate, clothing, shelter, things like that. They also really focus in on doing things that are fun for the kids, like helping them, even even just stuff like helping them do schoolwork, but like teaching them different kinds of fun things, like music lessons and that's stuff good. like that.
3: They just to laugh and bond. Yes. kids should have a childhood, and that's just like free and running around and laughter.
2: Yeah, so it's not just always miserable, bleak. Yeah, worried about food. That's yeah. an adult thing. Yeah, so they, I like that they they work with that. It's wonderfundma.org and we'll be donating to them. And the other one I wanted to do was for more so in Zion's world. I, it's, I, I try to, usually when we're doing these series, I try to look at organizations that can actually help the problem at hand, but familial trafficking is so nefarious and confusing. There's not a direct way to approach that except through like Mental health programs for the people who are trafficking people. I
3: guess, yeah. Um, Just an overall make the world better. Yeah, so this
2: happens less. Yeah, because you know I don't know what Zion's cousin could have. I don't know what anybody could have done for for him. I also don't know what anybody could do for Adam Montgomery. But for Zion, I wanted to highlight alternativesforgirls.org. This is in Detroit, where Zion's from. Our mission is to help homeless and high-risk girls and young women avoid violence, teen pregnancy, and exploitation, and help them explore and access the support, resources, and opportunities necessary to be safe, to grow strong, and to make positive choices in their lives. Founded in 87, Alternatives for Girls is a Southwest Detroit-based nonprofit organization. They serve homeless and at-risk girls and young women through different kinds of programs. So- uh, kind of enriching people uh, who need help, uh, like girls who are at risk yeah. of trafficking, trying to get them other resources so that they're not they don't feel like they have no choice.
3: And poor women are the most at risk. Like mm-hmm. when I was my brokest, and I would have to take a bus to work. Well, guess what? You're going to be going at night through bad areas, yeah. and you can't take a car. No, so you're just like open to just the whims of any man. Totally, it's very scary.
2: Yeah, it is. So we'll donate to them, and then. Also, just the National Human Trafficking Hotline is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight, and it doesn't hurt to make a call. It's better to have a false alarm than to think something's wrong and then let that person escape into the darkness again. So we're just we're going to keep Harmony and Zion in our in our brains and and keep our eyes peeled for both of them and hope that they are some of the percentage that make it out alive and they can get, you know, recovery and therapy afterwards. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be coming back next week with a, a new topic, but um yeah, just be hug yeah. your hug your family cuz most of your family's not traffickers. I swear to no. god,
3: most of you don't have family
2: who are traffickers. So please don't be afraid of everything.
3: <laughs> no. And if we make the world a little bit better place, maybe this wouldn't be happening as much. Yeah, we need to exude positivity perhaps. Yeah, just
2: Take mental health seriously. We just saw as a as a nation. We have to we have to do that. Yeah. So yep, that's it. There's no really hot upside on the end. <laughs> it's just, you know, there's the positive part is that there's hope for for these both of these young girls. So we're gonna keep the hope in our hearts. And uh, I am Natalie Jean. You can follow me at the Natty Jean. You can follow the show at someplace underneath.
3: I'm Amber Smelson and it's that all across the board and uh, what do you call it? Internet. All that. Social media. Whatever that shit is. Whatever that
2: shit is. Yeah, we are Natalie and Amber, Saucy, Pert, and Greasy as always signing off. Peace. (laughs) Peace.
3: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to
0: lastpodcastnetwork.com. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Ugh. 25 Saturday nights, 50 matches, all season long on ION.
2: Out in front Williams, slips through, here's a
4: shot, and it's in!
0: This is a game-changer for sports.
4: Sabina takes a shot
1: herself! Cambers at home! Oh my goodness!
0: See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com.
1: Chapter 1, Wayfair welcomes you to the Waverhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess,